You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. This is, uh, tonight is really more, I don't know if it's about Kedusha in a community, but it's definitely, I think, going to be a different perspective than maybe what you've heard about how communities uh, should work. This was a question that was asked in 1991, uh, and it was asked from the Rabbonim uh, who run the Eretzchemde Institute. The Eretzchemde Institute was uh, started by the Goyen of Shol Yisraeli, who was, was Zoha to be a, uh, uh, I'm not sure if he ever saw Rav Kuksatzal. Um, it's possible. I don't think so, though. Maybe he might have seen him as a very young man. But he was one of the premier uh, Rabbonim, uh, a Dayan who sat with Rabbi Yoshev together uh, on, on, on Botedin, uh, the the uh, head of the Rav of Kfar Haroe at a very young age. Um, and really he was considered a, a great Eloi. And he started a, a yeshiva. Uh, he actually became a, an institute called Eretz Chemda, which was one of the names of his farm that he wrote. Rabshol Yisraeli. And the students, the Talmidim of Eretz Chemda, uh, have a wonderful uh, institute. Um, they they are Dayonim, they Paskin Shilas. And these questions were called Bimara Bezek because these were questions that would, it's sort of like, originally the Bezek was sort of like from, from a telegram or an email. And these were questions that came from all over the world to be answered by the Eretz Chemda Chevra. Now, this this question came from Eretz Yisrael itself, from Ranana. The second question tonight also comes from Ranana. I don't know much about the city of Ranana, but we're going to find out a little bit about some of the people from there. Here we go. There's someone in the city of Ranana, in one of the shoals perhaps, I'm not sure where, that became is very um, entrenched and in a difficult situation in terms of the courts. He's been involved in shady dealings. He's had a lot of businesses that weren't so up on the up on the up and up. And therefore, Lo Shilem, I think this Memai and Mem is the, that's the taxes, right? That's the Memai and Mem is the, you guys from Eretz can tell me exactly what that is, but I know it's a type of money you have to pay to the government. And, right? This memai and mem, umas hachnasa, and of course that's the import tax, and ubemetzach nuchusha hachnas atzma v'chadei sakona, and he was, uh, in other words, he realized he owed the taxes, and he sort of like stubbornly refused uh, to keep on paying to to pay like he should, and now the government has got him; he owes money, and um, what's going to happen if they catch him? And if and and if he can't pay, um, they are after him. The government is after him, and Yivla is going to be put in prison. And this, of course, is something that happens a lot in Eretz Israel. People get put in prison for for debts and for not paying the government, and it can definitely happen. So people were worried, and he went to the community, and and they started. Deciding to collect money. I don't know which shul it was, whether it was the Rav of Radana. They decided to collect money for him. And when they said we're collecting money for him, part of what they said was that they wanted to help him pay what he owes 
to the Israeli government for taxes that he owes. So the person asked the uh, Rabbonim in, um, in Eretz Chemda, I don't know if I want to be part of that. <laughs> Is there a Choban Mishtatif in, in this collection? Um, now, you know, now obviously, um, now, especially, they want that every, there should be a minimum amount that each family gives. Do I have a chova uh, to be makabel? This that the community has decided, because uh, they're going to make a decision on how much my family should pay to help this guy out of debt so he doesn't go to debtor's prison. Um, is that right? That that is it proper? It's his own fault. He knew he was doing something illegal. He knew he wasn't paying. Why should there now be a community uh, responsibility to get this guy out of there? And it seems to me that this whole collection is sort of like, it's an idud over Aver. It sort of like supports. It's sort of like a way to condone what he did. And maybe other people are going to say, yeah, you could go ahead and rip the government off and then basically do illegal things. And then your community will bail you out. Not a bad question, right? So let's see what the answer was, what the Rabbanim answered. So they said like this. Um, first of all, um, there's two things. There's to help him, lo ulemishpachto. That's one thing. It's him and his family, because his family is also in bad shape now. And there's another thing. There's michyato. There's what, there's, in other words, what... There's michyato, there's to help him through his daily uh, costs. Like, let's say now he has no money, he can't pay his mortgage, he can't put food on his table. And there's another thing, lahachs or chavot. There's also to pay off his debts. Now, so that's, therefore you have to see, it's the man, his family, helping him get through day by day, because right now he doesn't have money. And there's also the debt that he owes. Now, so the Rabbonim said, first of all, let's look at the family. If the family is now in a very difficult financial situation and they don't have what they need to, to, to provide what they usually have, then we don't look at the, the fact that their husband, that the, the head of the family did something wrong. There's a mitzvah to be mafarnas of family to help them out. And especially if your community has decided that they are deserving. So even if you wouldn't be part of the community, you should help them. But if the community has decided, then that's part of your responsibility of being a citizen of Ranana, of being part of this community to help them. Now, now you do have a right, and the community has a right to say, do they have what to sell? Do they have possessions? Possessions which uh, there isn't already a lien on by the Balchev, that the government already has a lien on. Now, if there is such possessions, then the then the the family has to be told that they need to sell those things. Now, which I guess would be a car, a boat, um, maybe a farm or other things that they might have, uh, things that are worth money. Milvada bias. They don't have to sell their house. 
And they don't have to sell techolet abayit. They don't have to sell the furniture. They don't have to sell the stuff in the house that allows them to live there. Now, there might be some extra stuff in the house that they don't need. There might be a type of a fancy couch that they could sell. But you, you don't force even people that are in debt and were coming to the community for tzedakah. They don't turn around and say, why don't you just sell your house? Yeah. <laughs> okay, you live in such a big house. You can move in a smaller house. That is not told to people. That's a halacha, it's a mishnayas, and bikurim, we're going to see that when we, uh, when we get to it in the Yerushalmi, in terms of, we don't tell an ani, uh, you know what, you, you, you're going to sell your house. This is your house. However, other movable items, the community can uh, expect that before they start giving out staka, they could say, look, you should put this stuff up for sale in order to generate some money. Now, once the community decides there's going to be tzedakah, then everybody in the community is forced to be part of it. In fact, one of the things the community is built on, as the Rambam says, is a kupas tzedakah. One of the things that makes a community a community is a kupas tzedakah l'chal kalaniyam b'neskokim. Uh, Elizabeth has one, Chicago has one, but that's part of a din in what a kahila is is it isn't just people on their own deciding to help. There needs to be an organization that gives the tzedakah to the people that the, that the Ani knows where to go to, and these people are uh, who run it understand what they're doing. Now, once that has been established, uh, the man's family has a right to, to take money from that tzedakah. Until, until when, though? Until they get back on their feet. That they're now, let's say there is, they do have a business, let's say the guy has some sort of money that he's making, until they're able to get a hachnosa kavua from their own work. Uh, and they don't need to depend on other people. And that's basically the way it works. It's not, a, it's not welfare forever, uh, but until they're able to pro- provide themselves, we don't just tell them they don't have to work. Obviously, we have to encourage them to work, and if they are working, but if they are able with to, to, to make enough money on their own, then they need to know they shouldn't take from the tzedakah. Then, again, I'm not sure exactly how they're going to be told, but there's got to become an understanding that after you're not on the tzedakah forever. Okay. That's in terms of there. Now, how do, how do you collect for it? The people give. Now, how do they decide how to give the tzedakah in this case? So basically, this is already Allah and Shulchan Aruch and other places. People give according to what they're able to do. Now, which means if a person's wealthy, he gives more. Um, and if a person is, is not wealthy, he tries to give as much as he can. Now, here, the post said, the, the Dayanim said something very smart. Now, the next line. This type of thing is very hard because people are secretive about what they really owe, about what they really own. Uh, it's hard to know. Uh, you don't, you can't necessarily ask for the people's tax returns and figure out exactly how much money they have. So you need to do. Well, no, no. Yeshiva do it all the time. They ask for your uh, return on everything. That's true, but <laughs> the, the Gemila said, I don't think the Kupetzdoka are, are supposed to necessarily ask for all these private information. Um, I think there needs to be a certain sense of trust. You're right. The yeshivas ask for it all the time. You're correct. Well, they have to. They're, they're, the, the, the yeshiva is a business like any business. Tzedakah is something else. 
Yeah, but Henoch, uh, this is a tzedakah that this city. They have. They have. It costs money to, to to run the yeshiva. It doesn't come on anything. It's not tzedakah. You're making a good point, but again, this is also a very important thing. This is this is the tzedakah, the kupas tzedakah of the city. How does the kupas tzedakah of the city? How, how does it work? It works because you can demand if you live in the city, you need to contribute to what the rabbanim and the leaders of the city are koveya are important. Oh, don't, don't we say that ten uh, percent has to go from everyone? Ten percent has to go for your stucco from the year. That so that, that's something different. That's about your own individual chiv. This is about being a, a citizen in this community. Part of right, your, so each person contributes a, a tenth uh, in the a tenth of their, their income, and they gather it together in the in the in the in the organization, and from that they distribute the money. Yes and no. <laughs> In other words, a person who gives a tenth of his income somewhere else can still be can still be forced to contribute here as well. Hanukkah is asking a good question. Let's say, Hanukkah, a person who lives in this city of Ranana already gives miser money to the Yeshiva Parat Yosef or some other, uh, the Yosomim house of, of Diskin, Almonos, Rameir Balanes. He cannot use that as a way to excuse himself for being part of the tzedakah of this city. Because the city has made a decision that the citizens have to contribute. Now, is that because the Rambam set out prioritizing uh, tzedakah? In a, in, first, you give it to your, your parents and then relatives, and then in your city first. Is that what you mean? Henoch, what you're saying sounds very reasonable to me, but it doesn't need that reason to to justify it. Part of this is, you're right, it's tzedakah plus being a citizen of the town. Now, let's read on a little bit. I think it'll become a little clearer. So, When they come to collect, they've got to be honest they hope the other person is honest. They're making a good faith estimate what everyone has to contribute. Or, according to what each person says, he is able to afford. Now, here's what Moshe was talking about, Moshe. In some other way. Now, if everybody, if part of this, being a citizen, part of being a, a member of this community is that every year um, the people give their 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 income sheets? I guess uh, that could be something that the 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 the, the of the city can demand that. But the po- most point is is that we don't want people to give more than they're able to. Now, if you're going to go on a trust, then you know what you know what's going to happen. And Rav Moshe Feinstein understood it as well. You know that when you're making this collection, there's going to be some people who say, I just can't afford it, I can't do it. You can't push them. And, and you know that the community is going to have to rely on the big shoulders of people with more money who are going to give more um, uh, proportionately than anybody else. Rav Moshe says that always happens. 
And, and that's what's going to happen. But again, you can't go with star. Again, you can see where the truth is from Ramesha. You guys all have it. I sent it to you. And the point is, you can't go with a strong arm tactic. And you're right; it's unfair. The menadvim of the communities are giving much, in many ways, more percentage-wise than others, and that's just a fact. The way it happens. Okay. Now, all this is talking about the family. Now, let's talk about the bum himself. The guy who was the cheater. The guy who got himself into trouble. What about him? So let's take a look at this. Obviously, um, to help him get by day by day. Well, why is he poor now? Why doesn't he have money? You got to say that the fact that he didn't give taxes, that's an Avera. That's called low tigzo. doesn't make a difference if it's the government. That's called low tigzo. Now, if a person does Averos for his own benefit, he knows he's stealing, but he needs the money. He loves having money. He loves having to, excuse me, to, to, to live beyond his means. So what is that person? That person is a mumer with Tiyabon. That's a person who does the Averos of Osigzo because he likes to live high on the hog. And therefore, Baloch is a mumer with Tiyabon. He's not the worst level. But there's no mitzvah to give tzedakah, even if it's for the guy's meals, if he's a mumer with the other. There's an avera that he's doing constantly that he doesn't, uh, <laughs> he keeps on doing it. You have to, so his family is not that way, but it sounds like he's a mumer with the other. Now, take a look here. They, they say here on the bottom, that he's rugged to do this Avera, not that he does it just once. In other words, a guy does an Avera once, you don't say, well, you're not getting tzedakah. But if there's a person who's consistently doing an Avera, he knows it's wrong, and he does it knowingly, willingly, maliciously, so to speak, then you don't have to give, him, you don't have to give that person tzedakah. Now, let's say you decide you want to give that guy tzedakah. It's not us, sir, but he doesn't have a right to demand stalker. The community doesn't have to keep him going. If someone wants to give him, that's Lifnim Mishur Zadin, and that's called Gemilas Chesed. Now, we weren't Masechta's Peah, and we saw there's a difference between Gemilas Chesed and Tzedakah. There's Tzedakah and Gemilas Chesed. That would be considered a Gemilas Chesed, something you didn't really have to do at all. Now, the Rabbanim said, maybe you want to say the guy is not a mumer. Why? Because when it comes to not paying taxes, every many people will say, yeah, there's nothing really wrong with that. <laughs> In other words, he's not, the, the, the Dayanim of Eretz Chem, they're not telling you that, that, that it's mutter. <laughs> but people think it's mutter. And therefore, they don't think they're doing an Avera when they do it. So, basically, when a person has a Hiroz Heter, that he thinks he's allowed to do it, even though he's wrong, so you can't call him a Mumer. A Mumer is someone, because he believes, yeah, everybody does it. It's not really us. So now, this was a Chiddush in order to say we could give him his meals. Another reason why he might not be a mummer with the Avon 
is because a mummer with Tiyavah means he's still doing it. We see him, he's still doing the Zavera. Now, obviously, he, he stole from, he didn't pay his taxes, he was ripping off, bringing stuff in illegally in the past. And we know whenever it comes to, I mean, many people, unfortunately, have been guilty of stealing. And the Gemara says, even if you're at Saudi Gomer, it's almost impossible to return what you've stolen from because it can go all the way back and so difficult to, to be able to, to, to... Excuse me, Rob, how, how can you think, how can you think that, 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 it's not, that it's not wrong? You're saying if it's... Hanuk, Hanuk, there, are, there are many people out there who believe that the government has no right to ask it and you're what you are going to do. You'll pay your taxes when you go to the store, and you and you pay your extra percentage on on, on the food tax or anything else. Or or you say you justify it by saying I went to the army, I did all this stuff. Right, but right? that doesn't mean that it's that it's right, and and you should give to him. Right, but that means Hanach that he's not a mummer. That means he's a, he, he's, he's a mistaken person. Talacha is a mummer with the Yavon has no, you don't have to give money from the community chest to a mummer with the Yavon. Right. What they are saying this is that for two reasons he's not a mummer. One reason is, is because many people think it's mutter. And he could have rationalized that it was okay. Therefore, he doesn't, he, he never goes past that level of saying he is a Balavera Mamish. He did the Avera, but in his mind, he felt that it really wasn't awesome. Right. I, I don't understand. Okay. But there, are, anything. but there are many people that think that way. No one thinks murder. No one thinks Arias is mutter. No one thinks a guy who's, who runs around with shikses, right, or eats chazer. No one thinks that. But yeah. there are many people out there who will tell you yeah, it's not really an Avera to steal. The government is a bunch of Rishoyim. They're only Tzionim. The, the, the government does. That's why all the from Yid are 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 in uh, are, are in are in prisons where they learn Dafyobi. They're in the, they're in, they're <laughs> in with the murderers and the, and the rapists and all that. That's right, and, and you're right. There's a lot of Yidin even here in New Jersey who have the same type of attitude. So halachically, Hanach, they would not have a din of Mumer with the Yavam. The second thing is is that we see that he realizes he made a mistake. Because what? He's mischaret al-maisav, maybe. Now, now it's true. Um, even if you don't see him selling everything in the house to pay it, it looks like from the you could talk to him, maybe he's not a mummer. Because he realizes he was wrong. He saw the trouble he got into. So you can't say, even though it was last year or two years ago, that he's been ripping off, that he's a mummer now to the Isra of, of Sarah. I understand that. Okay. So therefore, he also is, is a candidate and should be given the Tom Shabbos. And he could also get Shabbos food and weekday food or whatever it is they're helping the family through. Because he is not a mummer. But what about collecting to pay for his debts so he shouldn't be sent to prison? So on here, the post can say, that's not, that's not a mitzvah of tzedakah. Because that's not tzedakah. The guy owes money, and if he doesn't pay, they're going to send him to prison. 
That's not part of the mitzvah of tzedakah. That is gemilas chasadim, which we learned from in Masech Tzpeah. G'dayu gemilas chasadim minat tzedakah. Gemilas chesed is bigger than tzedakah. And everybody has to do gemilas chesed if they can, even in Ani. And what the Dayanim is saying, look, this is a... Uh, uh, nobody, you don't want to send anybody to prison, like you say, with the rapists, the murderers, the, the terrorists. When you do chesed with someone that you don't need to do chesed with, God will pay back, the, God will pay you. God will give you some schar. And it's a mitzvah she'en lehem shir. And I, I know that's from Peah. I don't know where it is down here, right? Pay a parakalaf, Mishnah, right? It's a mitzvah that Mamish has no shear. Now, on one hand, you could say, let's teach the guy a lesson. He himself brought this upon him. He himself, by, by, by taking on so much debt, he probably is living higher than he, his own means. Because of he, right? But since what we're talking about here is paying back the debt, and this will this will be a way that the government who we stole from will get back what they deserved. It would seem this is what the Besan saying that it's it's not improper for the city of Ranana to say we want to help Shmero pay back his debts to the government. However, the Besan said they the city of Ranana and the Kupas Tzedakah it's not Tzedakah. And if there's someone who doesn't want to contribute, they don't have to. It's not a bad thing. The Dayonim were telling them, we understand what you were doing, and it's a good thing that you're doing, and, and we understand it's a gemilas chesed. But you cannot use your power of the community chest to force other people to pay back this man's debt so that he shouldn't have to go to prison. Um, in right. fact, like redeeming, like in the, in the old times, they took Rabbanim and the community had to, had to collect money to redeem it. <laughs> that's you're talking about Pidyon Shvuyim. Right, Pidyon well, Shvuyim. That's Pidyon Shvuyim by, by the non-Jews. But here we're talking about, this is the Medina Yisrael. And he violated the laws of the country. Um, now, not only that, let's say they collected money for his mortgage, collected money for his day-to-day meals. They can't decide, oh, we're going to take some of that money and pay back the debts. Because that money was not meant. So if, if people give envelopes to that family, those envelopes are meant to go to the grocery store with. They can't decide we're going to take this money and pay the debt that we owe uh, the Israeli government to. Unless, you need to, if that person is ready to do that, if the person who gives tzedakah agrees, then it's different. And, um, obviously, when you give the money, like the, the grocery money, it's got to be in a way that the that the whoever he owes money to, whether it's to the government or some other loan person, can't come and take that money. However, um, 
there is another way to do this. Another way to do this is call the guy in and say, we're going to lend you money to pay your debts. The community can call the guy in who was who obviously made a mistake in his life for many years and say, we are willing to, to advance you money um, and, and you're going to owe us and we're going to come up with a payment plan for you. Because that will obviously make it less embarrassing for him. Even if what they say to him is, you'll try to pay back the best you can. Or they'll say, look, we did you a tr- we're going to lend you money. If you can't pay back, we need, a- Listen, we need some work done in the shul. We need some work done in the park. You can help. We need to set stuff up when we have a picnic. You could be the guy who sets up shalashitis every week. And this way, he's working for the community who has helped him, whatever they decide. Because otherwise, we don't want we don't want people who do Averis to feel, ah, my community is going to save me. The Kiva will take care of me. We want it to be, look, it's serious. We care for you, but we don't want to encourage your behavior. We don't condone it, and we, never, we don't want you to fall into it again or for you to be a model for others. So I thought this was a very beautifully crafted psaac of really setting the balance of what a community is to their members, even the ones who haven't necessarily shown things. They haven't been a credit to their community, but the community knows how to respond in a way that I think is halakhically valid. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.